You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for any type of batteries, whether it's for your truck, your car, your trail cameras, your rangefinder, stop into a local Interstate Batteries retail location. There are thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States. Talk with a battery specialist and get the batteries that you need to go on with your life. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. Today, we've got a full house. Um, today's going to, full disclosure, by the way, this could be a pretty long episode, but it's going to be fun. So, I got my normal guy here, Micah, and for the first time in six weeks, Andy Humphill's back. Choice words, normal. He is not normal. There's nothing normal about Micah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? I show up, okay? Uh, I'm here, all right? When I need to be here, I'm here. So, Andy, welcome back, buddy. Appreciate it. And then we got a full house tonight. We also got a returning guest host, I guess you call it. We got Pat. Friends of the show. Friends of the show and our buddy, Russell. Hello. So, uh, today, it's about halfway through the season. Uh, whitetail season. Yeah, we're looking. What is today? The November tenth. Yeah, we're so. recording this on a Wednesday, November tenth. I think. Today's the eleventh. Eleventh. The eleventh. No, it's not. I thought you said you were good at stuff. You don't even know the date. It is the eleventh. It's eleventh. <laughs> so we're recording this on the eleventh. Um, so we're we're gonna basically kind of do a, a whitetail season recap and how are we all? Where are we at? Um, we originally didn't think this show was going to be this full, and then we had a lot of stuff happen in the last four days as a group. Yeah. Um, Some good stuff. <laughs> Some bad stuff. No, Pat's been, already had it done for a minute. Been done for a while. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff happen in the last few days, so there's going to be a lot to talk about. we got some success stories to talk about, uh, some not-so-great things, potentially. It's not totally over uh, to talk about, so um, – Let's just get right into it and kind of talk about how our, our season's going. Who wants to start? Russell, you start. <laughs> well, Russell and I are pretty much the same story. Is that story. the same story? <laughs> yeah. This is pretty typical for one of his stories. Let's let Pat start because, you know, it's, it's a real he long He did it one. first. Lucky Pat. That's a good, that's a good Lucky point. Lucky Pat. Patrick. I can, 2020 is a Lucky. shit show for everybody but Pat. <laughs> Let's put it that way. There are people dying out there, and you here you are just being lucky as ever. Yep. I haven't won the lottery yet, so bank it on that. Okay. So, Pat, uh, what day did you kill no, your buck? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, what? No, I you spoiled got, it. Let, now they know. R- ruined. <laughs> ruined. No, no uh, let's go. How has your season been leading up to your success? Everybody knows that he did kill something because it's posted Yeah, we posted online. on Instagram and but everybody saw right. You got you to have the lead up. Like, were you able to get out a lot, a little? What, explain. Oh, I think I was out maybe seven or eight times. So, not but bad. The week, the week before, I was out pretty heavy because it was still light enough I could go out after work. Do um, you? Yeah, so it was before daylight savings. 
Right. What date did you kill him? October 25th. Okay. So about about time, the time things start to heat up a little bit. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, I always look at like around Halloween when I really want to get, really yeah, get going. really cranked up. Right. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, so you'd been hunting a little bit. A little bit, yep. Um, had a pretty crazy bobcat incident, and that was kind of freaky, but. Yeah, that. tell that go one. That's pretty it. good. Yeah, explain. Right. It's a so, freaking podcast. Let's go. <laughs> it was like October tenth, I think. It was a couple weeks before I I shot the buck, but um, was in the stand and had a couple had a couple does come uh, through, and it was about normal because I was seeing a lot of does early, just right. all over the place. And uh, then I heard one blow off in the timber a ways away, and all of a sudden a, a group of them come bolting out of the timber across the beans, across the bottoms. And I was like, that's odd, you know. Wind's in my face, so they're on the – they're upwind of me. So there's like – there's no way they're going to get my scent or anything like that. And I'm watching a little – a shooting lane I've cut out to the beans, and I see one bobcat come across. I was like, oh, you know, it's – Okay, I've never seen a bobcat there. Pretty cool, just to see a bobcat. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it cool. Is. It's pretty rare. No? <clears throat> and then I was watching the one, and, I was, and then to the north of me, I saw two more come out of the beans into the timber I was in. I was like, okay, this is getting weird. <laughs> That's and almost then, unheard of. I mean, yeah. just in general. And then a fourth one comes from the south, and they all come together within like thirty yards of me. I was like, "This is not good." Are they about to like? <laughs> are they yeah, about to pack what's me? for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> They're evolving. So, and it, after you know watching for a while, I realized it was two juveniles and two adults, and I couldn't tell what was what. But that went on for oh, I was planning on getting on my stand. I think around nine thirty that morning to go help Andy in the field. And I think I sat there till almost eleven. Yeah, because I was <laughs> they, were, they were in the trees around me, and I'm like. I don't really want to get down and walk past them to leave. <laughs> I don't think you have anything to worry about. You're yeah. a pretty big dude. But <laughs> there was four of them. I don't know how many it was going to take, well, but I don't know how many they were going to use. <laughs> when you did get down, though, one of them actually you thought would left. Right, I thought one would left, and I, I walked underneath him within like 10 feet. Up in the tree. Did yeah. you get any of this on camera? That's pretty, no, ba- that's pretty no badass. Camera. I've never seen – I've only seen a bobcats a few times ever in right. my life. I've never seen one in a tree. Oh, yeah. That's badass. They just yeah. run up trees. It's like squirrels. <laughs> That's cool. Just a lot bigger and, you know, got teeth. Yeah. I've seen videos, but I've never personally seen it. I mean, me and my, my son saw one a couple of weeks ago, but it yeah. just walked by with a squirrel in its mouth and off it went. Yeah. Right. So that's that, cool. I mean, that's really, I was actually, me and a buddy were heading up north the other day and we got to talking. He's been hunting a long time. I mean, 20 plus years, probably, I mean, I don't know how long, but, and he's never seen a bobcat in person. And I mean that's that's crazy. So that's crazy that you saw four in one night. That's the second time I saw four this year, <laughs> within three quarters of a mile of the farm that I was on. I saw four crossing the road when I was driving. Pat, I drove around the farm to look for deer one day during work, <laughs> and uh, I was on my way back into town, and I saw four crossing the road on that same farm. No, it was within three quarters of a mile of that farm. I'm sure it was them. Probably. Okay, yeah, that's within yeah. range. It was, it was a couple, they were a couple weeks apart of seeing them, but <clears throat> yeah, it was, it that's was cool. pretty crazy. And that's why we call you Lucky Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that progresses. We had the Bobcat on October 10th or whatever. Right. Then you got in the stand probably seven or eight times. 
Yep. A lot so, of does. A lot of does. Yep. Yep. A lot of does. Are you hunting? Any buck encounters during that time period? Or? Young ones. Uh, I had a six point twice and a spike twice. Nice. Um, and I'm pretty sure the day before I shot mine, that six point was chasing a, a doe pretty hard. She wanted nothing to do with it, but right, he was all that's early he, for them. he was all about it. <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds pretty common. Right. Oh, those little guys, they like to get after it quick before right. Big Daddy comes around. Yeah, <laughs> they try to get it done. Kind of a oh, show yeah. we doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, so uh, run through October twenty fifth. Uh, October twenty fifth. Well, I'll tell you, it was very uneventful. About, oh really? Till, yeah, it really was. <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> Got in the stand. I it was a cold front hit that weekend. Um, I wanted to be in early. Yep. So I got in early. Sat in the tree in the dark for probably an hour. It was way too long to be sitting there in the dark. I fell asleep for a while. <laughs> um, sat there. Daylight hit. Watched a couple raccoons walk by. Watched squirrels for a few hours. Stood Think about sending one. Multiple. <laughs> t- multiple times. Um, you know, played Candy Crush, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> That's your go-to? Candy oh, yeah. Crush? Candy Crush. <laughs> they smell the candies and they come. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, whatever works must be working. So. Uh, and then I saw turkeys in the south on the neighbors. So I stood up and started watching the turkeys for a while. Um, looked at my phone. It was like. 9 15 ish or something i'm like i haven't seen a single deer i'm gonna give it 30 more minutes and i'm leaving done i'll come back to see then i look over my shoulder and through this thicket i see antlers i was like uh okay so i slowly turn grab my bow and i turned around and he walks out at about 30 yards walking straight at me like and there's a couple trees in front of me like you gotta go left or you gotta go right which way you gonna go I wanted him to go left so I didn't have to turn around again or turn to shoot. He ended up going right. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of quartering to me the whole way when he's coming right. So I'm like, I don't have a good shot until he gets almost even with me. But I don't have any cover to draw. And I didn't want to draw right away because I didn't know where he was going to go. If he went off into the timber a little further, I kind of had an idea of distances, but – not really, depending on where he went. He ends up staying in the op- in the clearing and comes to about 10 yards, slightly quartering two. I was like, well, I don't want him to go too much further. So I drew. Oh, you, you don't want to go too much closer than 10 yeah. yards? 10 so yards, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Out, that's, that's just well, outside too, of my comfort too, too zone. Too close, guys. 10 yards is it. <laughs> so I drew, and he caught the movement he drawn, which stopped him. And then I centered the housing in the center of the body and let the arrow fly. It, I didn't waste a lot of time. He was stopped, and I let the arrow go. Passed through, um, turned back to the north and ran. I saw, saw watch him stop. He cuts back across the clearing and took off. And I thought I saw him crash, but I didn't know, and I've had really bad luck. So I called Andy, or texted Andy immediately, said, I shot an eight point. I'm climbing down. He texted me back, said, I'm on my way. Had him pick me up on the gravel road. We came back around. So he had, what, 45 minutes to an hour before we went back in there? Well, at least because actually the neighbor was walking out as we right. were walking in. We happened to stop him real quick and 
we hadn't got to meet him yet, uh, introduce ourselves and yeah. super nice guy. Oh, and, yeah. uh, so and after, it, after that, we walked back in and started. And this is a good point to kind of stop and talk about, cause we're going to talk about lessons learned in this episode. I didn't even mention that, but you know, what did we learn from each, each hunt and in my hunt and Andy's and, and yours are all different scenarios, right? right? When you hit him, you, you felt the shot looked good, felt good. Everything you felt good, everything looked good. I might, I felt I was a touchback, okay, but not, not, I wasn't like gut back or right, you know, thought you saw him crash. You know, you watched him run, you thought you saw him crash, right? So, in that situation, you know, a lot of times you you give them a little while, but it's not something you're waiting 10 hours to go to go look for that animal because you felt like you make up, you made a solid shot on them, so you got down, met Andy on that gravel road, and then started kind of. I'm sure you talked to him about oh, yeah. the shot and all we that got stuff. Plan and it, yeah, yeah. plan and dump some gear so I didn't have to carry all that. And well, I'm fat and out of shape, and I was wearing way too many clothes to be walking, so I had to do some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and back to the bad luck. I've, I've had bad luck pushing, so I was even nervous going in right as early as we did. But I thought I had saw him crash, and I wasn't for sure. Um, way too much went happened too fast and he thought he saw a lot of things like he thought he saw eight points yeah i thought i I saw eight points i did i can't so did you just um, did you initially just go up to where you started seeing blood and then make a decision all right do we keep going well i left the arrow there Uh uh-huh passed through passed through until andy got there looked at the arrow um had good blood on it i was a little nervous because it was it looked thin like not as bloody as I, I thought Pretty it liquidy. should be. Yeah. So we got on blood, and I knew where he had crossed in the opening. Right. But I wanted to see what the blood was before we went further. And we're tracking blood, and it's specks. And then you could, and then it starts to open up, and it's spraying. I'm like, okay, so, so there it is coming out of both sides, and we could see it. But no bubbles or anything like that. No, right. No dead giveaways. Well, we get back to the clearing, and you could see where... He was falling down and stumbling. He was smashing against trees. And- oh, yeah. It was getting bad. And, of course, Andy, he didn't know at the time, had saw him already. He goes, well, there's blood here. Just go ahead and, you know, we'll follow it out. Instead of saying, he's right there, <laughs> I start following. You're being nice. Yeah. I'm looking at the ground, following blood, trying to see what's going on. And I turn, and he's, what, 20 yards from me? Yeah, he was right there. Oh, yeah. Where I thought I saw him crash. His where His crashed. crashed. Yeah. He was done. That's awesome. So he went 60 yards. Didn't go 20. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Funny. <laughs> from, from his stand, he yeah he barely went 20. Yeah, that's it, pretty cool. It didn't go very far. Well, that's and, the way you want it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. And I didn't have ground shrinkage. He grew yeah. as I walked to him. And that's always points. a bonus. He yeah, went from an 8 point to a 10. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, and and – when we released this episode, we'll probably, you know, released a picture again so people right. can see it. We're talking about it now. Um, so, congrats. That's thank awesome. Thank you. Oh, I think yeah. the the thing to take away from your hunt is, on a lesson learned is uh, when you make the right shot, you feel like you did. You know, uh, obviously you don't want to go running in there right away. Right. But you give it an hour, maybe two, and you can check that that blood trail at first, especially when you saw him run for a certain amount of time. Right, you knew he wasn't that first forty <laughs> yards or whatever you walked there. You can check that blood and say, okay, oh, now he's starting to spray. 
Right. We'll right. check it a little, little further. All right, now he's starting to fall over. Yeah. That that hour or two that you ended up giving him was plenty. We kind oh, of yeah, started yeah. questioning it until we seen – once blood started coming out both sides, you could tell both sides. I was like, right. all right, he's not he's, far. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's dead somewhere. It, yeah. it, it was kind of one of those things like I was – because of my past experiences and bad luck, uh, I was nervous. I mean, it, like it all happens so fast, right? I mean, okay. if and we're laying it out on the table. This is your first uh, successful buck harvest, correct? Correct, ever with a bow, or with ever, a, ever, ever. That's right, yeah. 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 So, and I think but, that's why you were were nervous. Ner- I mean, oh yeah. yeah, you've had, you've not recovered for uh, several years. Uh, right. I can't remember. You know, uh, it's only like I think I've shot two. two. But, two that I never. But when you're over two, like when you've shot two, you feel like you killed it, and then you right. well, you push one of them, right? Yes. For sure, you f- knew that you bumped him. I'm pretty sure the one last year. Yeah, we pushed. We did, and then because so I was super confident last year, I was like, I was right in that pocket, right. and then no, yeah. Uh-uh. So yeah, I'm surprised you didn't back out there for 48 hours. To be honest with you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just I'm gonna make sure he's dead. I mean, so but that that was the the. Based on what you saw, the right move. I mean, right. Once you started seeing the spray, then you started seeing him hitting the ground right. and hitting the trees. Oh, that's yeah. because he was done. I mean, he was done. Right. Well, uh, and I got I watched him stumble like across a, a clearing. Yeah. And he was losing his footing. His face smacked the ground in yeah. the middle of the clearing, and I'm like, okay, he's gonna be trouble. done. Sometime but he did soon. get back up from where you seen him do that. Right. Though. He did. He went another. He didn't go 15 first. yards? Maybe 15 yards from there when he somersaulted into like seven trees. <laughs> well, yeah, he yeah. got back up and hit when, when he hit the, the trees. And he, that was it. Yeah, he like did a 360. Mechanical or fixed? Yeah, fixed. just fixed. It's funny you asked that fixed. question, Russell, because one of the things I'm going to talk about or we I want to talk is a, what we're shooting because when we get to my story, it's going to be something I might be changing moving forward. So what, what fixed are you shooting? The Magnus Stinger. All right. Uh, cut circumference do you remember inch and a quarter okay it's the it's the their four blade which is the two blade right. with the bleeders um and i also shoot a, a lot heavier arrow than you guys do right you started like, into that big foc stuff yeah, this year like i think i'm pushing the 575 576 yeah but i'm also pulling 78 and a half pounds right so it kind of Felt I had to go up. Yeah, the yeah the Matthews VXR with the seventy five pound mods, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Nice. Well, so, congrats, buddy. He's thank beautiful. You. Oh, it was gorgeous amazing. deer. Amazing. Um, so happy. Way to start the season off for us. Oh yeah. Uh, when well, I had to do it in Colorado too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't remember, Pat was on after our Colorado trip because mm-hmm. he he took a mule deer out there. And uh, was the only animal that came back with us. So No, there's a grouse. Oh, there was a grouse, too, also from you. Uh, so, and then really after October 25th, I mean, while we had stuff going on, I mean, we had hunts happen and eventful things happen. We'll get into those individually. As a group of guys who, you know, all do this together, we really didn't have much go on until the last four freaking days. Right. Or really starting last weekend of just, blown up for us as a as a group and we've had a lot of stuff go on and that's because the ruts the ruts on for sure um so who wants to go next we want to talk about what's going on next micah you had an interesting year i've had a 
Well, learning. Yeah. I'm a, it's a learning year for me, so I'm going to mark it up as that. I'm not going to. Now you're going to kill one this weekend, so. Well, I mean, this weekend's a different story because right. we're getting this weekend's obviously it's going to be rifle, and so I'm going to be hunting up north. Just it's a lot different. We've been hunting that. I've been hunting up there since I was, I think, 16 was the first time I went up there. And obviously, people know North Missouri has the potential to get big deer, and there's quite a bit of them. So, usually, we have usually a few hit the ground or whatever. (laughs) But, I mean, we'll at least see deer. I mean, that's one thing. I I hate guaranteeing anything, but you're guaranteed to at least see something something, up there as far as – but as far as my bow season this this year, it's been – Learn all learning. I mean, I got the three new properties. I mean, they're not big. We've talked about them previously. You know, they're twenty acres, two twenty acre plots, and a sixty acre. Right. And uh, so I've just been learning. I mean, I've seen deer on them, and I've had went out there and been skunked. So, you know, it not much has been going on. Um, you know, so I know one property. He kind of. He's given me the run of the mill, and I can do whatever. And I already know that and a lot of work needs to go into the timber to be actually be able to hunt it because it's so thick, overgrown. There's no real big mature trees on it that you can actually right. put a stand on. Uh, you cut a lot of stuff down and do a lot there. And I was actually talking to our buddy over at uh, Midwest, uh, Dustin, and he's probably going to come out there and uh, give me some pointers on what I need to do to get that property ready. Nice. There you go. And then as far as the other two, one of them's all timber. Uh, I just kind of acquired it not too long ago, and it's literally oaks, hickories, just nothing but trees up a big hill. And uh, when I first went out there, and I think we talked about this before, I mean, I had as soon as I sat down and started seeing deer mm-hmm. – but and then I went up another time, saw another deer, but then after that, I haven't seen nothing there. Yeah. So I don't know if because there's no crop ground around within miles. I mean, it's literally miles. There's nothing but pasture and trees and hills for at least I'd say two miles. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're starting to just move closer to those crop grounds or if they're actually staying there or in. I've just haven't been at the right place at the right time and i don't have any cameras on that property so i couldn't tell you you know so you're learning that property just by hunting it. pushing in a little further you know yeah. this time all right i'm gonna try to get up onto this yeah this bench or ridge or whatever because like you said it's pretty much a it goes from like 700 feet elevation to 1100 feet no, i think it only gets up to 900 okay so but but it changes to 250 feet it, of elevation. i mean it's nothing but a hill it really yeah. is it's nothing but a hill with woods and you don't have a lot of cameras out i mean you have a few no i have you don't two have cameras yeah. i have two cameras that are working my other two they hit the crapper right and uh so i got those two on the other two properties that yeah. i have and as far as the one fee- the one property i have it's just all alfalfa you know line line with timber and i got one stand and i have one camera out there that's just overlooking one part of the field that mm-hmm. my uh stands close to and it pretty much is they're all coming at night so i mean they just haven't made that i mean i did go out there that whenever we got that snow i think it was on a friday or something like that i did go that evening and i had three does come out there but they were 50 60 yards and that's been a while yeah it's been a little bit so and like i said i've been (laughs) checking the cameras and they're just showing up at night so i mean kind of wasting my time if i go out there yeah well but you know i mean the thing is 
problem is you really can't go right now. Uh, yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, my job's eight to five or whatever, and so once the time changed, I mean, there, uh, you can't get out there with enough time to actually do right. anything. You'd be, <clears throat> you'd be it, Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be walking in on them. So I, joke. I, yeah, <laughs> so I'm down to just hunting weekends for now. Yeah, so which sucks, but I mean, got to make a living. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I knew what I knew what I signed up yeah. for, so that's all right. No, but it's 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 still cool to have those new properties and. In the off season, you can start yeah, doing more. Yeah, the good thing about these properties, I'll be able to do what I want with them, A, and B, I know I'll have them for a long time to come. It's not something that I have to worry about. Well, next year, you don't right. know if you're going to have it, which I mean, I'm very confident that I'll have them for a while. So yeah, that's good. good. So No, that's good. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if this weekend we don't get a phone call from up north either. I mean, I mean that's what's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean as far as up north goes, we we run cameras all year round and we do a we have a pretty strict <laughs> management deal. We we won't shoot we try not to shoot anything 145 or below. And uh so, you know, we'll see. We got one or two, but obviously we're hitting getting in the rut and you never know what's going to show Things up. shuffle. Anything can yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was uh 2 years ago when I got my biggest deer to date. Uh, we had him on camera in July, I believe, and then he would never showed up again. And then come that Sunday, I mean, he showed up again. There he so, was. I mean, anything can happen up there. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's kind of how my story, I guess we'll get into me and Russell's season now. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how ours was. The, the deer I was able to harvest Sunday night into Monday, we didn't show up on camera at our place until October 26th was the first time we ever saw him ever. Not once in the summer, not once throughout the season. And the season, I mean, honestly, I've been having a pretty cool season. I've, you've I've, been hunting a lot. I mean, not near as much as last year. I, I, I was, feel like you've been hunting a lot. I was anyway. patient into, like, October 10th. And then I started getting ants in my pants. And <clears throat> I did start going more. And it was fun. I had two different – I was getting frustrated, which was stupid. Uh, I was getting frustrated because <laughs> me like, and Andy are sitting here laughing at each other because <laughs> oh when he says he's getting frustrated, what that means is he calls me and Andy or texts us it's a bitching, bitching, complaining. Hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? What do you think I should do tonight? Hey, hey, man, I'm not getting what I want on my deer cameras and blah blah blah. Yeah, Nate, Nate's an analyzer. If you guys have yeah, that one, he, he analyzes everything. But I will say this: there's a couple times where I made moves that were the correct moves. They were so much trail so cameras that I walked on top of the son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, so too close. I had one one hunt, and I don't remember what days these were. You know, several weeks ago, where I was pretty sure that I had a a buck that would show up on camera and I'm, I was positive he was going up into a uh, a bedding area up, up behind where I was hunting. So we had a north wind and uh, got permission from the neighboring landowner to, to enter the property from the south mm-hmm. so that I could try to slip into this bedding area and set up on the southwest corner of it and maybe catch him coming out of his bed that evening. It had just rained, so I was being nice and quiet, going real slow, and I was going to go into this piece of property in one corner, and then I ended up saying, hey, I'll just go in right here. And I got within 15 yards of the buck I was after bedded right behind a, I call it like a wall vine. You know, those vines that just kind of turn into a curtain. Yeah. And he was right there and then finally heard something, never had my wind, and I see him scamper off. And 
I'm just like, yep. I, did you, I knew exactly what you were doing. I did just, you know he was there? No, or did I, you, you didn't know until no, he busted? I didn't know until all of a sudden there was his ass and I saw his rack as he was running away. And you I'm, actually hadn't seen him on camera for a while and was getting a little you know, worried that he had moved right. off. Well, but I did. The the night or the day two days before that, I left in the morning and checked that one camera. Yeah, and boom, him and a lot of other bucks were cutting this corner of the property and going into this. They're circumventing your stand. And- yep. So after that, I then made a move and set up a stand in that that corner, and I set that stand up on a Wednesday night. Hunted it just because I was there. But I really had set it up for Friday morning because Friday the the wind had sh- will will have shifted, and it was going to be perfect for that corner. I go there Friday morning. I got in there. It was was it before daylight savings? I think it was after. I was to my stand almost two hours before daylight or first light, and he was standing at the tree when I got there. I didn't know it was him when I busted him. And you did that on purpose because you knew they were were crossing super early. Right. And obviously he was there super early and was standing where I wanted him to stand just too early. And then, then of course, when I checked the camera that that morning after I left, it was him standing there. So there there was two different times where I'm just like, well, I made the right choice at least. It's just Mm -hmm. they were there when I didn't want them there. Right. Right. I mean, but – Obviously, you can't. You you think they're going to do one thing, and they do the complete opposite. You yeah, know, you, well, that's why you're still getting alive. pretty aggressive right. on those moves, and they were the right moves, just a little too aggressive. Yeah, just the yeah. timing was off. Yeah. you know. So, and then this this last weekend, Russ and I had one of my favorite weekends I've probably ever had hunting. Um, so all of us pretty much hunt by ourselves for the most part. I mean, every once in a while, we'll go with each other. Uh, Russell and I, let's see, Friday night, we talked to each other and for some reason you decided not to go to the, the one farm that you and I kind of try to manage together and do stuff on. I've been on a dozen sits and had seen no deer. Zero. Nothing. Zero deer. Like not even a doe. Not even anything. Not, yeah. not that, and that'll burn you out pretty That's, quick. Yeah. I mean, so what? I was, I, we just got finished with harvest. I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm. Sit this weekend out and catch the next weekend when the rut should be kicking in full swing. And Yeah. So I'm like, hey, why don't you come hunting with me at one of my other spots? And I can promise you, you're going to see deer. Because every time I hunt there, I see the same three does, the same the three the same three fawns and mother. There's actually a mother with triplets. And uh, so we went hunting together that Saturday morning uh, and saw, what, five or six deer Mm-hmm. One small buck came in, and then the rest were does. But, you know, hey, you were like, hey, I saw some deer. That was fun. And then that night, I didn't go hunting. You went to the other place that we go to together, mainly to check cameras to see if any of the deer that we were hoping were coming would come back because that place didn't have anything. They they were disappearing too. Well, you checked cameras that night. You didn't see anything that night. I didn't see anything, and I was checking cameras to see whether I was going to deer hunt that sunday or if I, whether i was going to go duck hunting so I right was, <laughs> and check cameras and you call me you're like you're never going to believe this the positive was what was on those cameras all the deer we wanted all the deer we wanted and some new ones mm-hmm. showing showing up on cameras and some of them in the middle of the night some of them real close to daylight um some of them 
during daylight, if I remember correctly. I can't yeah, remember everything. During daylight, and they'd been gone for a month. Yeah. That happens to you guys on that farm about every year. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. this yeah, was it, a longer period of time than it ever has been, right? Right. Yep. Usually we can see stuff prior to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, this, crops this come out a little later this year. You know, I mean, stuff was a little weird, but. Um, Early snow. Yeah. You know. So we're like, well, all right, let's go hunt Sunday. And Sunday was about one of the craziest days I, I can recall having. Uh, so Sunday morning we go hunt together. If you if you picture this farm for the people listening, if you picture a, a square, this farm has almost no timber. There's a little bit of timber in the northeast, a little bit of timber in the northwest, and a little bit of timber in the south central, and that's about it. And then it's bordered by a creek on the south. And there's two ditches running down, kind of like if you split the square in thirds, north to south. There's two ditches. Three? Technically three. There's, there's one on the far west property line, and then there's two ditches kind of splitting the farm in thirds. And we kind of hunt those ditches where they meet the creek, and we try to see if we can you know, ever catch them in these small pockets of timber, and that's really what we can do there. So we hunted that morning, and Russell was on one ditch where it met the creek, and I was on the other. Maybe, what, 150 yards away from yeah, each I mean, other? We can yeah. see each other. We can see each season. other for the most part. And uh, saw four does right, right at the beginning of the morning. Um, it was too too dark to still know what they were for sure. I was pretty sure they were does. Um, came from the north. And then on the, the property bordering us, we saw the, the big shooter um, get up and start walking to the west. And he's probably 150 yards away, something like that, mm-hmm. you think? And uh, I rattled at him. He acted like he didn't care. Uh, Russ, I think, did the I same hit thing. I him with everything I could think of. He just kept going <laughs> and disappeared. So Just paying no attention to you at all. He didn't care. He was on a mission. And he by knew, himself? He knew right where the does, yeah, he's yeah. by himself. Yep. He knew where the does were. We didn't at that uh, point okay. in time. So right. he yeah, was, they had gotten to the creek and moved away. He was going for him. So we had made a decision to get down, and I was actually at the base of my tree getting ready to leave, and – Russ says, you'll never freaking guess what I just saw. And I'm like, what? I just saw him cross the driveway, bust an ass against, uh, uh, um, behind a doe, headed north. Nose in the wind and yeah, just getting it. making it happen. So we're like, well, let's make a move and try to bracket him. We know, I, we probably know where he's going. Right. So we, I mean, well, 900 yards, something like that. I mean, we, we swiftly got yeah, up there. That's a good clip. Yeah. And we kind of just tried to bracket this, this, patch of timber to see if we could if they were still in it we could potentially you know draw him out and and get a shot at him so russ stayed on one side i tried to loop around and we have a tree stand at that point and as i get to the base of that tree i look back and the deer is standing 40 yards away from me looking at me and then takes off and i'm like son of a bitch she just in the timber no he he had moved out into a bean field Okay. I think he might have heard me, or I don't really, because it was windier in hell. Wind was strong. Yeah, yeah it was windy. So, and it, the wind was not good for us, by the way. We were making we, a we move. Were, we were pushing our limits on the wind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were not in a good spot, but that was the opportunity we might have had. So he, he busted us. I ended up trying to s- slowly stalk down that, that timber, and they were gone. I mean, they had all moved off. So, um, so then we left. That night, um, I wasn't going to go hunting, but Russ knew that that was his last night just because uh, you had to work this week. Yeah, last night before rifle hit season. 
and you're like, hey, I'm going to go hunting. And I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'll go with you. And so we went together. Should have left you at home. <laughs> well, what's funny is we sat in my truck. <laughs> we sat in my truck at the end of the driveway. And how long did we talk about who was going to go where? I mean, several minutes. Quite a while. I think rock, paper, scissors ended that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, where do you want to go? I don't care. This is your last night. Like, you pick where you want to go. So, oh, my, mighty nice of you there, Nate. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I'm going to uh, – you decided to go back to that stand you were at the, the morning. Back to the morning. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll go sit in the west uh, in that same patch of timber that we tried making a move on and see what happens. The wind had changed just enough that it was actually a decent setup at that point. So – we we went and sat, and we're like, we can cover the farm. We can see what's going on. Um, you saw a few younger bucks. I had a young buck uh, 150 yards right underneath the stand. He was sitting in that previous day. Or that morning. That morning. Yeah. Uh, stroll through. That and then it. that was it for you. Mm-hmm. And then for me, right, <clears throat> right before dark, a doe bust out of the timber. Right behind her, there was another deer. I couldn't tell what he was. I could just tell it was a buck once he started making a scrape. So I snort-wheezed at him, and he turned straight around and walked right to me. I came full draw, uh, and he cleared this oak tree where I could finally tell what he was, and I, I decided to pass on him. And as soon as I let my bow down, I might have hung it back up. I am not can't remember for sure. But on the other side, another doe comes out, and right behind her, the, the buck I ended up shooting and he was right on her tail so i i draw and this is where we get i mean we can get into like how we learned on stuff but um i draw i settle my pin i don't stop him because by the time he i shoot him he is we think seven yards from me pretty close and so that's pretty much like straight down and it was pretty much straight down and uh so I don't stop him, and I thought I let him enough, but when I hit him, I knew, there was no doubt in my mind, I knew I hit him back. Quartering to you just Quartering to me just, just a, a bit, too, yeah. And I watched him take off, run along that ditch, jump the ditch, and run up and over a bean field and disappear. And never stumbled like you were talking about on yours, Pat. Right. And I'm like, crap, what just happened? I called Russell. I said, hey, I just shot one. He's actually running your general direction so pay attention if you see anything running through the field and never seen anything and uh so sat there for a minute got down checked my arrow it was a full a complete pass through and then started looking at it started looking for blood couldn't see any so started wondering what was going on russ meets me i knew exactly where the deer went over the hill so we're maybe we were looking for blood um you know kind of where he crested the hill nothing we go back to the shot site and we found what like five little drops of blood i wouldn't even call them drops like pieces of meat yeah like i mean just specks of and matter then we then we really got to looking at the arrow and i, I got to smelling it and you could start smelling it, it wouldn't like all guts but like i could a liver gut smell yeah, just smell foul smell foul. Yeah. yeah so i did not and because we didn't find any blood, we're like, hey, let's – at first we decided to back out for a couple hours and we were maybe going to come back and try to find blood with some brighter lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got on the phone with all of us, I think. Yeah, you I called like, each oh, one of you. Hey, what do you – I mean, I don't know how many people you called, but I'm sure you Straight called a bunch. What should mode. I do? Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I would describe it as. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up deciding to uh, 
stay out all night and come back in the morning. Um, and this is where, like, that decision was the reason we ended up recovering him. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, uh, Russell and I met up pretty much at first light, and we waited till it got a little brighter. And we went back out to the corn or the the bean field. Bean still in? Nope, they're no, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Okay. Tried to find blood again, and then we just stood there until it got bright enough, and we got the binoculars out. And there's this little tiny sliver of timber. I'm talking what ten yards wide. At most, yeah. By 50 yards long. And he was running towards that when I lost sight of him. And I was thinking, he's either there or there's that northeast piece of timber I was talking to you guys about at the beginning of this farm when I was explaining this farm. And as soon as Russell t- puts his binoculars up, he starts looking and goes, yep, antlers, there he is, he's dead. And the sun was hitting him. So you see yeah, him and it took us less than 10 minutes to find him. And when we got to him and I started – um, dressing him, he hadn't been dead for maybe two hours. I mean, he was everything was warm. All his innards were, you know, the heart was still warm. I mean, so had we went in that night and pushed him, no telling where he would have been. Yeah, he could have yeah. bounced and been. And yeah. he wasn't bleeding, by the way. When we pulled him out of his bed, there was no blood. So everything all was internal. inside. Yeah. So what happened was after the fact, I hit him basically perfect up and down, but I hit him about what six inches back where I wanted and because it was so steep quarter or such a steep shot angle when I hit him it hit him high um, not really high high but just back mid and it exited right in front of the back leg so real intestines intestines. and it pulled the intestines plugged the hole yeah and it plugged that bottom hole and then the, the top hole just never filled up enough to start bleeding before he got to his bed and he actually laid on the the side he laid exit yeah, he laid on the exit side, so he never bled in his bed either. So if we would have bumped him, that deer's gone. I would have. You didn't. You'd have never found him. He don't. I don't even think dogs would have helped us because he wasn't yeah, dropping any track. I mean, yeah. could have been a mile or two away. You never know. He'd yeah. have been in the next county if you went that night. Yeah. So, but it was really a win-win. Um, got to to kill the buck, which is awesome. And uh, I was worried about the gut shot, you know, and if he would have died quickly, the meat going bad. Meat was still good. Yeah. Um, He's at the processor now, and I'm excited. So it's it's a win-win. But the the big thing, I think, in the learning was, Pat, you felt great about your shot, yep. right? Yep. You saw him start stumbling and having problems, yep. and then you're pretty sure you saw him crash. Right. You going in an hour and a half or two hours after the shot or whatever it was was a good idea. I knew I hit him back. I didn't find blood, and I – Saw him run for 200 yards. 300 plus. Before I lost him. Total yardage was 500 in the end. Sure, yeah. So, there's a big difference in shot right there. Right. And the if we would have went in two hours later, I'd never find that deer. Or different terrain. Yeah. If it was all wooded, I don't think he would have ever. That would have even been hard. Yeah. You would have never know where he went down, being as wide open with little pockets of timber. I mean, he only got so many options. Yeah, yeah. So, when you know a general direction. Yeah. I f- what I find interesting. So he was where he bedded down. Actually, died. That was in the middle of a bean field, or pretty close. Well, or was he bedding in like that, really close to the timber? He was in that timber. In the timber. Okay, so yeah. it was in the timber. Split a bean that little field. field. Okay. Yeah. So, split. Yeah. 
he bedded down where he had the visual advantage. Okay. So he yeah. could see out right. of that timber. But, yeah, that, you're talking about a timber that's 10 yards wide tops. Yeah, so but he that's, knew what, that's he was, what he had. That's There yeah. was no other – he could have kept going another, what, another 800 the, yards. Then, yeah, the next timber's at least so, 800. I mean, so he probably – he got hit. He ran where he, he thought hurt. he was safe. And he bedded down. And he's like, "What the heck's going on?" What's so, funny is you could you could almost see him thinking when I hit him, because when I hit him, he started running south along this ditch, and he was he ran quite a ways, and then all of a sudden was like, "I'm gonna jump this thing and go straight." And then he actually started veering back north and then east, and you could almost see him going, "Where the hell am I gonna go? What am I gonna do?" And he's decided to go where he did, and you know that was the big thing on mine was. Backing out, recovered that deer for us. And for the listeners, that's that's something that you really should think about. If you know you hit them back, guts, you know, it's going to be fatal. Uh, liver is going to be fatal. But it's different than, you know, a double lung or a heart shot. They're not going to die like that. Liver, they're probably going to die pretty quickly, especially if you pierce the whole thing. And, I mean, you hours. get, you know. But. Tops. Um, and liver, uh, I was talking to, I think Dan, he loves liver shots because they almost never go very far. Yeah. They don't, it hurts them so bad that they don't want to move. Um, but it's, you know, also sometimes it takes a little bit for the company's guts and stuff like that right. too. Yeah. Um, I knew I hit them back. Um, I was a little worried about hitting them high because of how steep my shot was. And I was worried about some stuff there. Russ heard me bitch about it all night. You know, like, <laughs> we all did, did. I, did I hit that no man's land or <laughs> whatever? Yeah, you all did. And I did not enjoy that evening. I did not sleep very much. Well, I think being being high was actually better in that case versus hitting the guts. Because if you hit guts, it's going to take a little bit longer than yeah. an intestine shot. Yeah. So, like... Whenever you were gutting them and stuff, did you actually try to find out like what you actually did hit? Like, so it was pretty easy to tell I hit intestines because. So I know you hit that, but did you get any of the liver, or did you get any? Uh, if I did, I clipped it. I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure most of it was guts and intestines. Okay. Yeah, because it was such a high entry uh-huh. that the liver was quite a bit lower in quarter or him quartering to you. I don't think that. Yeah. Yes. Really I mean that liver is lower in the body. You know, it's closer to the bottom of the the cavity of them. So. I don't think I hit that liver. It was and, 16 hours if you went, before you went back, wasn't it? Uh, I shot him 520-ish, and he was – we picked – we, what, grabbed him at 7 o'clock, basically. By 7, he was in my hand, so yep. – 14. 14 hours, something like that. Yeah. And that – there's a lot, several people I talked to, by the way, because <laughs> I talked to a lot of people that night, you know, trying to get some reassurance and some – a lot of people were like, hey, 24 hours. Yeah. You might, you know, it could it could take up to twenty four hours to kill that deer to die. So, but you know. on that end, that's bad meat. Oh yeah, I mean it was warm, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was seventy five degrees that night we were hunting. Yeah, yeah, with twenty five mile an hour. It only got that morning. We started looking. It was only what sixty. Yeah, fifty eight. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, mean, I was worried about it in the first place. What made me feel better is that he did not die. Very, I mean, it was. It was he had recently passed away. Right. I mean, his neck and everything when I picked him up was Still all pliable. pliable. Yeah. Um, so rigor mortis had. Yeah, he had really, and, and like I said, as soon as I split him open, Look at steam you. poured out. And what fancy terms? He's smart. Rigor mortis. I, I just know about rigor mortis. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's cool. And another thing, you asked Pat about broadheads. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything 
bad about the broadhead I'm shooting, but this is now the third deer that I have shot with the broadhead I currently use that has barely bred. This one almost bled zero. Well, um, even with expandable, you may not bled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that, in that location, that's it's, possible. It's kind of hard to you know, put I that just, one on it, but I get what you're going. It's after. just weird. I mean, so like my my that one right there, the biggest archery buck I've got. Had I not seen him pile up, I saw. I mean, he only ran 50 yards, and I watched him pile up. But we we trailed him, and there was zero blood, like just nothing. And that doe I shot, nothing. You know, she didn't have much either. So I'm I'm thinking about making a change next year. I'm not sure I'm going to, um, but I, I never thought I said would say that I might go to mechanicals. But I'm, I don't know. Maybe a hybrid. I don't know. I just I don't know. Something with Dan Johnson more. was telling me about the wasp jackhammer. And how much he likes that, and I, I might give it a shot, uh, or I might look at a different fixed blade. I'm not right. sure. Uh, it's just weird. I mean, and maybe it's because of the shots, but, I mean, that, that deer right there that I killed two years ago, that was a double lung. Why, how did he not bleed? You know, is it because the hole's small? I uh, just, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. So it might be something Shooting like a one-inch four blade. So yeah, that's what something, I'm something a little bit bigger, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, yours is one and an eighth, right, Pat? One and an eighth or one and a quarter. Is the that eighth big, inch really going to make a big difference? I'm that, not sure. That's a big blade. I mean, it's because it's a technically a two blade with bleeders. The bleeders. I mean, the bleeders don't do a lot. It's yeah. Just an extra. Well, it caught, that helps with the blood. I'm right. Get that extra yeah. cut. You know. But like we saw, there there wasn't a lot of blood until he started running into trees. Yeah. yeah. He had to fill up first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you got. I mean, people think as soon as you hit them, they're going to start bleeding. Well, that's not always the case. That cavity's got to fill up with blood before it'll start spilling out the side. Yeah, especially depending on how you hit them. And, right. Depending and mine was angle. a weird, you know, but, you know, my whole, my thought is, okay, that exit wound came came through and then pulled intestines. Right, so it plugs it. Had it been, been a bigger exit wound, those guts do those, they out. just all yeah. start piling out, you know? Yeah, you don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe, it's hard to say, maybe. I mean, but we've had, we've had the discussion before. I mean, most, well, three of us, we've shot slick tricks. I mean, you were with me when I shot that one, and same thing. Yeah, that button buck. Yeah, the little We button. thought it was a doe. Yeah, 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 shot that, and same thing. Got a few specks of blood. I mean, it died within, what, 60, 70 yards, something not, like that? Yeah, not much further, but yeah. we, we had to kind of search for it. Yeah. Because we yeah, I mean, <clears> couldn't the, find it. The, and the blood wasn't that great. I mean, it's just not, so, I mean, I'm not. They fly amazing. They do. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to get the blood out of them, then... And is it know. just we're having those you know, scenarios where that's how it is? Yeah. And uh, any broadhead would do that? We don't know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. That was that was probably one of my, my most fun weekends hunting. Uh, most, uh, mostly because I killed a, a good buck. But it, it, was, it was crazy. Um, I got to hunt with Russell for three out of the four sits and i didn't hunt hunt, um saturday night so it was just a lot of fun i mean we had a lot of fun sunday morning trying to freaking what what would you call it be like almost elk hunting again like we were moving on deer yeah you know in broad daylight trying to make moves because they were so freaking love struck yeah you could tell they were how many bucks did we end up i mean i think there was three different bucks in that little thicket that we had tried we only saw one and he ended up the buck that I bumped at the bottom of that uh, tree was the one I shot that night. I'm almost positive of it. And 
that's not the one that we saw go in originally. And then there was another little eight pointer that came out of that that same morning. So is too. he is he the big guy there, or do y'all the one I shot? Yeah, no. So you, there's a bigger one there, huh? Mm-hmm. Two bigger. Two might be two. two yeah, because nice. the one I shot, he's either got like a granddaddy or a daddy that looks just like him, um, but just bigger, magnified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bigger. <laughs> yeah. Don't so, worry, Russell will get him this weekend at like four and a quarter. Yeah, that's perfect. Hey, that's okay with me. <laughs> I may or may not be with you. I can't decide where I'm going. Let's make but, it even numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 400 even, 500. <laughs> Russell has a little history of them longer shots. So. Well, he practiced. He, he, I mean, hey, Russell's. I, I spent a lot of time behind a seven mag. Yep. You know, <laughs> shooting steel. Russell so knows I'm what he's doing. Yeah. Confident yeah. on that gun. Yeah. I would not try a 500 yard shot no. it, with a rifle. If this year, if, if if the cameras tell me to do it, I'm hunting with a 450 Bushmaster. Anything under 200 in the timber, he's mm-hmm. going to get it. But he you Through also. The tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does. Yeah, I, me and you went inside of our rifles in together, and <laughs> I shot that Bushmaster, and I forgot to put my. Um, ear pro ear, one side of my earmuffs <laughs> down in in the bed of your truck <laughs> in the bed of my truck oh, <laughs> and it's got a muzzle brake on it and yeah. oh it's my pretty loud i couldn't hear for like 45 minutes after that <laughs> what <laughs> that's what it was as soon as i shot it i went oh that sucks yeah so um but yeah that was one of, I, russell i had a great weekend i mean that was that was a cool weekend and it could honestly what happened that night it could just as easily been you in that stand and me somewhere else. Just we chose to go where yeah. we went. Okay, one question I get: uh, Why didn't you stop him? And do you feel like? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Do you feel like you should have stopped him, or could he have been stopped? So looking back on it, he he was after that doe right in front, and that doe was right underneath me, by the way, mm-hmm. when I when I shot him, like ten feet or less. Oh, like she was at the base of my tree, and uh, I was all worried about stopping him and spooking him because like i said he was five to seven yards away mm-hmm. and i was worried because um, i've heard you know stories of people trying to stop a deer really close and then it just it doesn't gone. it doesn't stop it bolts. <laughs> it does the opposite i think had i now looking back looking back he was so concerned with her that had i just made any sound he probably just would have been like hey what was that mm-hmm. thought i was another and, deer and the wind was blowing Yep. Good enough that he probably wouldn't have known what was going on. Yeah. Wouldn't have pinpointed. Looking back, I could have. Um, but I did have about, from the time I saw him to the time he got shot, was 10 seconds or less. Right. I saw him, said, yep, shooter, drew the bow back, all knowing she's right underneath me, by the way, and thinking she's going to bust me. But he's he's coming. He was coming so fast. He wasn't running, but he was moving, coming. Moving. That... I just did it. I mean, you know, he wasn't paying attention to anything that was going on around him other than her. So I, I drew. Um, he slowed up right. There was a tree in front of me, and he slowed up right before he got to that tree. And so I, I put it what I felt like was right in his shoulder to get him right. get in that kill areas. But I mean, that one step is a big step. And yeah. I ended up being about six inches too far back. Right. So instead, uh, maybe you should have aimed brisket instead of, show, you know, but, you yeah, know, who knows? You know, but right. um, the thing is, it, it was, number one, it was a fatal shot. Right. And we made the right choice and then recovered him. Like, we did everything. Was the shot a double lung? No. But it was fatal. 
and we did everything correctly to recover him. Right. Made the best out of the situation. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I shot him back. It's not on camera. I can't guarantee it. The arrow smells. We have no blood. What's the choice everybody makes? You should be backing out. There's a lot of people that probably wouldn't have done that, and then everything's done. I mean, you don't get the deer. You don't get the meat. You get nothing. And that deer is going to die right. somewhere. Somewhere. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome night. I'm still happy. Uh, Good deer. And that was the beginning of this kind of crazy week because I tagged out until Saturday. And like I said, we're recording this the Wednesday before rifle season. This will open up uh, next Tuesday. But, um, Andy, you've had some crazy shit happen nope. ever since. <laughs> Not even nope. just tonight or today. Yeah, but, it's, it's been a while since anybody's heard from you. So you kind of got you got to catch everybody up on what's going on. So I'm sure. Don't um, even start with, you know, this week. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear priors. So I'm sure, I mean, you guys know I've been gone harvesting all that good stuff. Uh, I've gotten to actually hunt quite a bit here lately. I'm pretty sure my wife will agree. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, a couple weeks ago, I was getting to hunt uh, a few mornings, the weekends, you know. Uh, that mid-October. Actually, I was in the stand um, whenever Pat shot his, October 25th. Uh, and I was hunting mornings, farming in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first morning I got to hunt this year, I had eight bucks out in the middle of this field. And it was just phenomenal just to get to see that. I mean, that's just, I don't know, it's a lot. And that's not counting all the, I mean, there's several, several does out there. So first night, I was like, holy crap, this was awesome. Yeah. Second night, seven bucks. And it's just one of those things like, this is legit. Like, all right, I'm going to use this. And remember, by that time, none of us had killed anything. I haven't even seen a deer. And Andy's <laughs> telling us, oh, I don't know about this buck. I don't know about this one. We're all like, shut You're up. Mad at me. You know, I, I like filming and sending pictures. And, you know, uh, there was one real nice wide eight point. You know, he kind of got that blood pumping for me. But I really think he's a three and a half year old deer. I made the decision. I think there's bigger there to go ahead and pass him at about 10 yards, which was really hard. Um, he went on, um, the next day, no, next weekend, um, there's another deer, which actually you guys can, can check out. I think I put on my Facebook page. I filmed him the previous year with my phone holding my bow for, with my Tacticam, a little bit about Tacticam, uh, right in front of me. Cool looking deer. I passed him last year. This year he is bigger, has this nice dark rack. He's just not quite there where I think, I mean, he could be, and he's got some cool characteristics about him. I passed him against my better judgment, which uh, right now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I well, agree with that decision. Put a pause button on that, though. That that might be the one negative, and we all can agree, to having trail cams out. Yeah. we You run trail cameras. I run trail cameras. Russell and me run trail cameras. Michael, you've got a few. We all do. Pat, we all yeah. got them, right? Yep. When you know what's there, right? Uh, sometimes that can make you make decisions that you may or may not regret later. I right. mean, um, for you do this too, don't you? But for the most part, before the season, I decide, hey, I'm going to pass on this one. I'm, I'm going to shoot I did. this one. Right. That the one, the one I'm talking about. I made that decision before season. Like, 
Yeah. One more year. So don't, don't you know, I would say don't uh, don't second guess yourself then. Right. If you made the decision at the beginning not to take them and you didn't take them, then you stuck with what you said you were going to do. Well, I'll tell you what, on Huff, he just looks so nice. <laughs> he well, did. And that's you should have shot him. But that, <laughs> I probably should have. But that decision, I mean, was sticking in my mind beforehand. Like, you said you weren't going to do that. Like, you know, yep. but you know better. Yeah. Stick to your management plan and it will pay off. And so I did. Um, and honestly, it was like a valve there for me shut off. Like all the, like I would say the mature bucks that I was seeing, the eight points or more, quit. Like they didn't, they didn't come to the field, uh, which we're getting later in October at this point. This kind of shut off on me. I was seeing does, seeing small bucks, but I was not seeing legal bucks even. Um, and I was, again, hunting in the morning farm in the afternoon on the weekends there uh rain days i'd get out there you know, if it rained or something i get out there but then uh my work has a policy you have to take five consecutive days off of work for some like internal control deals so i may or may not have scheduled that for um usually colorado takes up that but you guys all know our colorado stories i didn't get to go for the full Let's five days talk about that again and uh <laughs> So I took the first week of November off, thinking rut's going to just be kicking off, you know, be be pretty solid. And we still got some farming left to do. So once again, had all week off from November 2nd to the 6th. And I hunted every morning from November or October 31st through November 6th, or November 8th, actually. Um, that weekend, literally, I didn't miss a morning. My wife's a saint. God bless you. Love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hunted every morning. I still kept seeing like that that the the mature bucks weren't traveling in the field. So I made some changes. I actually started hunting with my climber, and I was picking some places that I've been before, but I didn't have a hard like a set stand. Mm-hmm. Um, gun season, I like to sit on the ground. Um, so some of those other places and some hard to reach corners, I had some time to get back in. I was climbing trees and setting up every day. I'd see a buck and a doe, like at least, I mean, at a minimum, that's about at least I seen. And I was not seeing mature deer that I knew was there. And so then the wind was of course the absolute worst for the property I hunt during that entire week. I need a North wind. It was, out it was of the all south. out of the South. The yeah. entire week. Well, it was hot. It was hot. And it was too. hot. Yep. And it was hot. So that that week passed, nothing. Um, I got pretty discouraged, thinking, okay, they rut started, they they moved out. I should have known better because I have pretty good property to myself for the most part during archery season. There's some rifle hunters that come, but um, Wednesday being Veterans Day um, today, which is today, the day we're recording this. So thank you to our veterans. Yeah. Yep. Uh, had that day off of work. It rained on Tuesday, it rained yesterday, so we weren't able to get in the field. So, heck yeah, man. I'm back in the stand Wednesday morning. and uh, Cold front hit yesterday. Cold afternoon. front hit yesterday. Wind was, I mean, it was one of those perfect winds to where it's a borderline. Like, it's not quite perfect, but it's still good and borderline. I, I like the borderline so winds because it causes perfect. them to kind of, kind of, you know, push those limits a little bit and right before daylight had a buck come through couldn't tell what he was 
Uh, well, I'll back up a little bit because I went Tuesday night because yep. it rained Tuesday, weren't in the field. I left work as fast as I could get out to yep. the stand. I did park my truck, walk across this crossing I go through up a bean field, and I just happened for some reason, something told me to look over my shoulder behind me where the truck was. I look over my shoulder back where the truck was, and there is a very nice, I, don't, I didn't get a good look at him, a good buck. Uh, sneaking away, he had to have been within 50 of me if I would have looked the right direction. <laughs> and uh, he was sneaking up over the hill, and I'd already known Nate and Russell's story about making a play, so I actually made a play on him that night and tried. I knew really thin strip of timber where he went. He had a doe with him. Maybe they'll go up, bed down a little bit. So I snuck over the hill, snort wheezed a couple times, grunted a couple times. Maybe, all right, I'll piss him off and get him to stand up. Yeah. Uh, well, and, you don't know. Like, he no. could have her locked down. Yep. And – not give two shits about you. Yep. Potentially. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, at least if you're not going to be, you know, just running up on yep. them. So, I mean, I think it was the right call to try to. Didn't lose anything. Yeah. Uh, end up finding his tracks. Like, I was pretty distinct. I mean, it just rained. So, fresh tracks make, you know, found his tracks and a doe track. Got in, they got in this valley on me that I couldn't see and they snuck back to the big timber. So, I go, shit. Okay. I'll go sit in my stand. Sit in the stand that night, seen two bucks come through late. Uh, didn't really – honestly, it was too late. I wasn't comfortable with my pins. Mm-hmm. Decided not to take shots. Because the, the second one, you would have shot. Second one, I, I drew on. I mean, I had him but on my pin, and I was like, man, like, I don't need to risk this. Like, it, it'll be all right. So then this morning, I go out. I got there nice and early. A buck comes by early again. Can't quite tell what he is. Decide, nope, nope, I'm going to make sure this is right. And the does start filtering in, and I I seen 10 does. Um, ten does, two button bucks, and I was like, "All right, this is, here we go, same story, no mature bucks." Like, what is going on? And I just text Pat. Actually, like, I think they, I have no more of my good ones on. You know, I, I haven't seen them. I barely put my phone down and I look up, and I see him walking straight at me, probably sixty yards through the timber, but I mean, just at me. And immediately, I'm like, I'm shooting him. <laughs> I remember that text. Yeah. I'll eat my words. Yeah. I told him, I, I text Pat. That's back, what he said, I'll, I'll eat my words. I'll eat my words. He was walking to me. I said, I'll eat my words. I put my phone down. <laughs> and so they were on me like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> like, you'll find out hopefully. So Yeah, you send the most, by the way, <laughs> you send the most bullshit cryptic texts. Like, uh-oh. That's it. <laughs> and then you'll text back what? And then he doesn't freaking text you back for two hours. Yeah. Busy. Two What'd hours. Six. <laughs> it's going down. The hell does that mean, Andy? <laughs> you about to get in a fight? What? <laughs> Maybe. But uh, so he walks. He he keeps coming to me. I'm like, it's perfect. I have the wind. I have everything. I have mowed, I've, I have a skid steer mower. I mowed trails this year. Like I set this stand up that I'm in. For this situation, and however, is he coming down the path, or no? He's heading to the path. Okay. Right before he gets there, a couple of the does had slipped through the brush. Before he stepped where they went and smelled them, uh-huh. put his nose to the ground, turned back, and followed their trail away from me. And that time, like, no, 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 no. Like, he, he, he was twenty yards when he did. Like, he was twenty yards, made a scrape. He was just in the brush. He like, just, you couldn't right. get a shot on him. Left is perfect. Right is perfect. He walked a point down to me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, you're okay. Kind of calming myself down. You know, like, I, I'm geeked up with this, and my heart's pounding. Like, I'm ready to roll. 
Couldn't get a shot. He walks away. Just gets out of sight. Well, I grunted at him a couple of times. No, paid no attention Didn't to him. Care. Didn't care. He gets a little farther away. I snort wheeze. Stopped him. I mean, he stopped in his tracks. Didn't move. Just froze. And I'm like, okay, turn around. He didn't turn around. He just kept walking. I'm like, oh. So I cry. I snort wheeze one more time. Real hard. Nothing. And I kid you not, could have been better time to hedge apple fell behind me in a tree probably 20 yards. <laughs> and I see, a, I see a body come back out. I'm like, oh, perfect. Here we go. <laughs> and so I start drawing. Nope. It's a small six-pointer. Comes out of nowhere. But he's walking right at me. And you let it fly. <laughs> just, just send it. Yeah, that is not what happened, folks. By the yeah, way, no, I did not. So I let down my jaw. I'm like, oh crap! Like, okay, where did he go? He couldn't have been far from this deer. I mean, I'm talking about he, it was like a three tree little deal that he went right. behind, and this deer came out of. Right. But there's a bunch of like little finger creeks, not very deep, just little mm-hmm. fingers. Yeah, like ditches more than anything. Right? I mean, yeah, more. Di- yeah, big yeah. ditches. And. uh so this six-pointer comes and stands five yards under my stand. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm looking I'm like, oh, he's coming. I look up, and he had circled me and got my wind and was walking down the mow trail on the other side of me. Like, he, he did this loop. When I first seen him, he was at 58 yards, almost. A, I ranged a tree. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Uh, you think that, that little buck coming in helped you, though? Absolutely. He needed a visual. Because that, yep, just that your visual. wind, and he, but he saw that other buck, and he's like, all right, that's the problem. So, And I also, something I do before I go to stand almost every time during this time of year, I put a buck bomb, the doe estrus, I put it on the bottom of my boots. Uh-huh. So when I walk in, I try to mask where I walk. I'd sprayed a little bit of it. I don't set the whole thing off. I sprayed a little bit at the bottom of the tree before I climbed up. And so I feel like that helped a little bit cover that mask scent. your scent. And so, because those does that came by earlier, they all kind of looked to me and, you know, looked around like, well, well, something's not right. Like, once they got my wind, once they, before the wind, they had no clue. But once they got my wind, they're like, all right, something's not right here, but we're good with it. You know, just kind of checked it out. I think any other time of the year, you're in trouble. Yeah. But during the rut, it seems like little. Like they're a little bit of caution to the wind. Yeah. It, they're expecting that, I guess. Yeah, it seems like they, they're. Yeah, even does, they're just so freaking mm-hmm. bothered by the time you know the rut's going on that oh yeah, little things they, they're used to getting messed with. Well, in the last two does that came through, uh, they were full sneak mode, ears pinned back, very very cautious. Like they did not like they they were avoiding whatever bucks were in the area hard. Like mm-hmm. they did not want to be caught sneaking through that area. Uh, so. Anyway, he's coming from my. I'm left-handed, so he's coming from and my eight foot tall. Yeah, whatever. From my right to my left, he's coming into me from my right, walking straight at me. And 58 yards when I picked him up, he's still coming. There's no, the next tree I have marked is 35. I'm like, and he sta- he stopped at 40 yards, hard, hard quarter two. And I'm like, that is not a good shot, man. Uh, and I'll back up a little bit. This buck, as I do have on camera mature deer for the most i mean he's still probably four and a half i'd say but he has a really cool feature on him that i've dreamed about and that's a flyer out the back uh you know a drop tiner a flyer but he's probably a five inch flyer out the back and i'm yeah. like oh you know so here Got he your is blood pumping here that's he what is we talk man. about right and he's walking to me there's deer, uh, small bucks underneath me he can see him now 
that you know what and dude I'm, I'm i'm getting blood pumping talking about it right now <laughs> he's walking back to me he's almost to this mode trail he hits that mode trail and it's straight to me there's no i mean it it, it is he's coming he steps on this mode trail he's now 30 yards i mean dead on this buck's underneath me, so I'm waiting at any time he's gonna gonna figure out something's not right and leave. Mm-hmm. Well, he starts doing the smell. I mean, he's not licking his nose, but he's sticking his nose up in the air, which yeah. is what the other. I mean, he's gonna turn around and go the other way. He sees this deer now, doesn't want to mess with him. He's gonna, st- you know. So he's sitting there smelling hard. I'm like, I got to do something. I, and I have a good shot at this point. He's quartered two slightly, thirty yards, thirty yards. And uh, so he's starting to sniff, and he turns his head back away from me, opening up that front shoulder. I'm like, oh, it's game. I mean, it, it, it's done. So I drew, and this year I went to a thumb release, which I really like shooting. I feel like I'm more accurate with it, but I also feel like I am prone to some mistakes more than a typical wrist release you know, with a trigger. And I know what I did. I was so geeked up. And it's a choke moment. I'll own it. You know, it is what it is. I had that wrist release so far buried in my hand mm-hmm. that when I went to, to 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 let it go, I was shooting almost off the palm of my hand and not Your my trigger thumb. Trigger had rode up. My trigger way too was far. way too far back, and I was squeezing, and it wouldn't. It wasn't going off, and I started getting nervous and panicked. And I, I mean, I just squeezed the crap out of my release, which caused me to the push. And I I squared him up in the shoulder. I mean, as perfect as you can hit a shoulder, I hit it. Uh, my arrows are 32 inches long. Yep. And, by the way, when we would shoot all summer long, because for the listeners, Andy didn't make a, a bad shot because he doesn't shoot. We, we shoot, shoot all the time. Um, but when you would have a bad shot in the summer, you'd miss left. Yeah. I would push it you know, just any like time, and it didn't happen a lot. But when it did happen, it was it was pushed left. Yep. And that's I mean that's what happened here, obviously. Yep. And uh, we talked about this before. We practice all summer long with mm-hmm. harvest and everything. And I own this mistake too. Something that I feel like that I I've done wrong. And I need to do better at. I don't practice during the season. Like oh. I I when I get a chance yep. to shoot my bow, I'm in the stand. You know. Right. So the last time I shot this bow was in the very first part of the season. I took a doe. Yeah. I took it with the same release, but a doe didn't. I was calm, right. I know, and I did not bury that release. This release was so far bare. I don't even think I, I mean, I was. I had that thing like brass knuckles in my, you know. Yeah. And I went to squeeze, and I pushed it, and like I said, squared him up. He turns and runs, and literally, I yelled, "No!" <laughs> like I, I wanted. If I could grab the arrow back, I would have. And I knew it as soon as I did it. I knew what I did. Because like, that's, like you said, when I make that mistake, I, that's what I do. I push right. left. My vertical was perfect right where I wanted it. But I just pushed it left about four to six inches maybe mm-hmm. right in that shoulder. And he turned and ran. So, I'm, you know, I'm up in the stand. I'm ready to jump. You had a harness on. so I had a harness <laughs> on, so it stopped me. I was just sitting there dangling. <laughs> but uh, so I climbed down. I called everybody, of course, you know, you make the phone calls like, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, stop that crap. You did not call. <clears throat> you sent two pictures. Well, he called No, me. no, no. I called you. You did not answer. That's, that's correct. I was working. Yeah, that's right. And then so the first thing I see is two pictures, one of an arrow and one of another arrow with that arrow. Yeah. So within 
within probably 20 yards of where I shot him, he broke the arrow off. He ran by a tree, broke it off. There's probably five inches of the arrow missing, uh, and there's blood on a probably another five inches of it. So I feel like there was pretty decent penetration. Um, I think I, you're, you're through the shoulder, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I would be confident on that. I, I would assume if you got just meat and it stopped, it wouldn't have broke off where it broke off. And it, it wasn't real meaty like around it. That's what makes right. me think that. But so found the arrow, found blood. Then the blood stopped for just a small second. Then the blood picked up to a point to where I could track it by walking. So I stopped. Like I was like, all right, I know it's a bad shot. Nate's situation just happened. I'm stopping, mm-hmm. backing out, getting my you know bearings about me here, figure out a plan. So I did. Talk to everybody. Strategery. Right. <laughs> so hitting that far forward, my my thought is lung. Um, okay. Well, if it's one lung or two, you know, More probably one. one. Right. Um, they can last a while on one. So I went, did some stuff around the farm. Uh, got Nate, got got Pat, got my dad, and uh, we went out there, and, okay, we went real slow. Again, we could walk in for this blood for probably what, another 30 yards. Matt, probably 50. I mean, we crossed a ditch. See, we crossed this ditch. The, the part that worries me is you picked, you know, you left your arrow where you mm-hmm. – and then we started there, and we followed it all the way to this ditch, which was downhill. Right. And then he crosses the ditch – creek whatever the hell you want to call right. it found good blood right on the other side of it right and then spot of blood which took us a while to find because yep. it was probably about 20 yards away from the last well, one yeah we had a good blood and then nothing for 15 20 yards yeah and then i actually had to leave to go pick my kids up yep um and then you guys found a few more we found a few more going a day i mean it changed a little bit of direction on us yeah. uh but we happened to find a, a couple more drops so, I mean, it went from blood, 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 blood to like a kind of a puddle. He didn't stop there because I could have seen that from my stand. I know mm-hmm. right where it went. And so kind of a pretty good puddle. And I, I think what happened is that arrow might have moved into back into the hole and plugged that hole up. And I you, blood stopped. Like we were on hands and knees looking on leaves, looking on grass. Have a direction at this point. Um that and was been. Let's see here. That what time did you shoot him this morning? About eight fifteen this morning. We, we were backed out until one like something. Thirty right so now. Like, is, like, is this seriously like ten freaking thirty right 10:33. now? Ten thirty-three. So oh, it's been. What time did you shoot him again? Eight fifteen. It's been over 14, to, uh, 14, about fourteen hours minutes. again. Yeah. So we're we're in this this setup where I mean actually after we record this, um, we might go bridge search um, because we know the direction the direction he's in. Yeah. And the way he's traveling, he's either gonna be where we we hope he is, or right. he's gone. he's gonna cross a road into a giant cornfield. And if he crosses that road, I mean, the, there's a cornfield, but then there's timber on the other side, mm-hmm. and they're known like it's a pretty well known path. Like I see them cross quite often, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, it's not uncommon for him to use that. So I'm really hoping. I mean, if he is. If he is dead, obviously I hope we find him. But a part of me hopes that maybe I didn't make it through the shoulder and he's alive. So um, hopefully in the next few days I either see him on the hoof or, or we find I him. find him. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I get sick to my stomach with these things. I passed what I did, a 340 already. 
for this opportunity. My whole season came down to this moment. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, I, I choked it. I mean, just because I knew my drilling got going, I grabbed that release. I was, I mean, white-knuckled. And I didn't calm my nerves down is what I, I feel like my mistake was. That's part of hunting, though. I mean, I think everybody listening to us can understand, can empathize. Is that the freaking word I'm looking for? I don't know. I think so. Can understand. That's hunting sometimes. I mean, that's why we do it, first off. That adrenaline rush is amazing. And if if you don't feel bad about what happened, then you should stop hunting, right? And you do. And that, I mean, I think any one of us would. And it's taking a life. We take it very seriously. And honestly, we hope you did take a life and right. we find them. And if you didn't, we hope you didn't. Right. We, we, what we don't want to have happen is that you took a life and, and you don't, don't find them. It and goes waste. waste. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so if we can't find them tonight or uh, maybe tomorrow morning, then, you know, the hope is that you, it was just a superficial wound well, and he's if we be don't fine. find him i'm going to probably double my camera um concentration on that farm um see if you can't and see if i if i can get him on camera that i guess it's kind of bad so it would make myself feel better oh sure um i, I want to know if he's alive or not mm-hmm. um, i've talked to the neighbors already told them hey keep an eye out when you're walking to and from because you know gun season's coming up mm-hmm. three uh, days three days yep but um, I'm going to go take a listen to coyotes tonight, too. There's good concentration of coyotes. Um, you know, anything I can do right now to try to recover the deer. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's just a, a bad sucks. situation. It's part of it, but I guess. What's but, crazy is you, you kind of think about, <clears throat> I mean, and that's the reason we're doing this podcast in general, is you've got three different situations with Pat, myself, and you, mm-hmm. three different shots, three different ways. We ought to do a, a, a show on this, by the way, like tracking deer, you know, based on shots and what you you see. That's a, a good idea, yeah. actually. Um, you have three different shots, three different uh, reactions after you've gotten down and started looking at what's going on, the way you saw the deer leave, all those different things right. that have made us make decisions on how we're going to try to recover them. Mm-hmm. Right? Pat knew what was ha- what was up could go recover them. I pretty much knew what was up and made a decision and then recovered them. Yep. You know what's up. You know, we all knew where we hit our deer. I think that's the big that's, thing yeah. is, you know, you, you make a shot and you know what you did. Mm-hmm. Then you take the evidence after that and make your decisions on what. When we went back at, like, one in the afternoon today, you know, Pat, me and you and yeah. Raj, um, that was, what, four hours, five hours after the shot, something like that, four hours? Five. Okay, so we got to where we're like, it's still too early. I'm not, we're not liking what we're seeing. Get out of here until we've given it more time. Right. Uh, and we'll see what happens after that. But, I mean, it's all learning experience. Not any, any one of us in this room can say yeah. we've, we are perfect hunters. And Anybody listening to us yeah. can't say that uh, they're a perfect hunter. And if they say it, then I'll, I'll laugh at them. It's not true. It's, I mean, <laughs> and I'll exhaust my resources trying to find this yeah. deer. I mean, that's one of those things. Like I, I I'm not gonna quit looking for him just because I didn't find him in the first you right. know, sixty yards. Um, so yeah, but that's kind of um, so. I, I mean, if we do find him, you're gonna. <laughs> 
you're going to see him on Facebook before you actually listen to this episode. Probably <laughs> right, very yeah. possible. Yeah. You will. Yeah, so you'll will. know the outcome. If you don't see anything, then you kind of get what happens, and we'll right, kind of right. sum it up in a bow later. And but. you were shooting a fixed blade on that, right? I'm shooting a flick, fixed blade, 530 grains. So, I mean, I have the equipment to make it through that shoulder. It's, it's set up to penetrate right. versus expanding. I sent it up for elk is what I mean. Yep. Where I trip it, out west, I use the same thing. And, uh, should be the best setup for the scenario. Right. right. And it makes you think about the way you're going to set things up moving forward. I mean, Pat, you shoot a heavy-ass arrow. Mm-hmm. Andy's is not m- much lighter. No, it's not. Um, now, you but, got a, a pretty long draw. 29-inch. You got a long draw. 31. I'm sitting there at a 27, and... My arrow is not near as heavy as you guys is. Now, of course, it's never going to be either unless I put a bunch of weight up front. Right. Um, which is never, like, the greatest idea. I mean, you want it to still fly really good. But um, if it goes through, it doesn't really that, But you start thinking about <laughs> these scenarios, and you're like, you know, if, if you're going to make a unfortunate shot, I guess you'd say, it'd be nice to be able to drive through it and, you know – Right. Give me a little more margin it, of error, but I might be pushing it, my limit on that. That's yeah. one of the reasons kind of why I went to the every, every arrow. Um, you know, everyone, you want to make that perfect shot every time. The problem is it doesn't always happen. Like in Andy's case, adrenaline going. He buried his release to where it wouldn't physically. Right. The thumb button wouldn't I couldn't physically move yeah. because it, he had it buried so far in his hand. Yeah. And with that style of release, it has to move. Mm-hmm. Not much, but it has to move. Right. And I think, I honestly, I, I learned that that might not be the best release for me. Bow hunting. Target shooting, maybe, because I control it. But bow right. hunting, I we've talked about this before. I don't care what that deer scores. My blood was going. He was the one I, I mean. Right. So when my blood's going, I'm pumping. I got there drilling. Might not be the right release for me. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's – that's a – I got one for you to try. That that was a interesting – I can't remember who the hell was. I think it was Hush. My son has been watching YouTube hunting videos, and all of a sudden there was a Hush video on Team Hush and everybody yeah. knows who they yeah. are. And I think Casey uh, was shooting a rifle on an antelope, and he missed because he had shot just like off his knee at 200 yards – and he's like, I practice all summer long at 800 yards, but I'm always on a bench and bags. And with archery and us, like, we shoot our asses off. We shot less this summer than normal at, like, three right. days well, because they COVID. were closed. Yeah. But we still shot individually, <clears throat> all that stuff. And then the season hits. Well, I didn't shoot this bow. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you had like, bow issues. Yeah, you went like through four bows before you most of the season. Three, yeah. And then season hits, and you're right. I mean, most of us kind of stop shooting. Yeah. And you, I've, I've been seeing on Instagram a lot of people talking about, hey, shooting, shooting during season. And not, not that I'm saying it would really have maybe have changed anything there, but I th- that's something to look at, look at moving forward. I think, I think honestly, it would have because the last time, I mean, I really grab that release to for the intent of letting an arrow fly. I mean, you can pull your bow back. I pull my bow back just fine with that thing buried. Mm-hmm. But that muscle memory of, okay, it should have been sitting in my knuckles, not in my fist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, 
I think I, I really believe if I would have relaxed my hand, set that that release there to where I just, you know, that smooth pull of that thumb, I'd have a dead deer in my hands right now. Yeah. I was anchored, confident, there it was. And then when I try to hit that, I'm like, why is it not going well, off? This? Why is yeah. it, oh, crap. He's going to go. He's going to go. And I just felt it push, and that, yeah. it was it. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it sucks, and <clears throat> I think we've all been there. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to still be successful. Yeah, yeah we'll uh, see. We're going to find out. And then after looking for it, right, I'm dropping my dad back off at home. I get a call from my brother-in-law. <laughs> yep. He got uh, a real nice one uh, tonight as well. Uh, me and him were on the – oh, we had Quest on. We're, on. we're in that tournament together. Yeah. So to, to add a little salt in the wound, he capitalized. Your brother just killed a nice one. Congrats, if, yeah. congrats to Mike Ernst, by the way. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he listens to these or not, but um, congrats. Yep. Uh, I saw a picture earlier. I texted him, and I said, where's my picture? And I didn't get one back, so then. <laughs> well, uh, like you have in your room to talk. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't give him left Pat. out. <laughs> it took him like six, six hours, Pat, hours. Later, Pat goes, "You dick." <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so yeah, congrats to Mike yeah. and hell it. If you recover yours and he's got his, you might you we might, could might be, be on, on that board. leaderboard. So that's pretty awesome. Um, so it's just you know. This is where we're at right now in mid-season. Um, it right, started it started slow. Pat started us off with a, an awesome kill. Um, I was able to get one Sunday. Andy hopefully is going to be on one. We'll recover one Andy's soon. Andy's in a dark place Andy's right in now. a dark place. Andy <laughs> did not want to be here tonight. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue. <laughs> but Andy is here. Um, finally. Yeah. Right? You're kidding. Am I right? Right. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, we just want to wish everybody – this is really just getting started. I mean, oh yeah, we are nowhere close to done with this season. Uh, the rut is just really getting underway. Yeah, rifle season hits Saturday, and all hell is going to break loose. Um, but that's a good thing. I mean, I love it. Things can shake loose. Things can break loose. Um, you know, there's something special about the opening. You know, by the time people listen to this, it's already going to be rifle season. But there's something special about opening day of rifle season in Missouri and all the. The deer camps that happen with families up north and oh, I mean, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, you know, the Orange Army shows up, and um, much as you hate them, you gotta love them as bow hunters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't care. I mean, I don't have a problem picking up my boomstick. No, I, you <laughs> know, I, and, and once again, like however you hunt is how you hunt. I Sometimes that's what it takes to right. put a certain deer down. Right. Yeah. I mean, can't get close enough. I prefer a bow. I yeah. mean, prefer a bow nine out of ten times, but. I I still every year uh, it's a tradition thing for me. Yeah. We go yeah. up there and we rifle hunt. Yeah, and it's some, it's a family thing sometimes. Like, you know, yeah. you got these deer camps where it's grandpa and dad or son and, and grandson and you know, it they seven generations have been going up for opening day of rifle season and uh or using your grandpa's gun or whoever's well, gun. That, that's you know, me. I mean, sentimental value to I'm some using of that a, as well. I am using a gun that um There's something my grandpa gave to me. All. Yeah. And it's something special for me. I don't necessarily know. Well, Russell's going to make me use my gun if we go to our farm because um, we bought an expensive um, scope for it, and then we sighted it in. And he's like, no, you will take that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking your bow. You're using yeah. it. Uh, 
But, you know, it's sentimental for me. I've got a gun that my grandpa gave to me when I was young, and I, it's kind of one of them deals that there's there's still something special about rifle season. Even though we're freaky uh, about our bows and love bow hunting, rifle season's different. You yep. know, it, it's just everybody, you see orange all over the place driving down the road, and you see people, they wave at you as you pass. and um, It's a cool time of year. Mm-hmm. Micah goes up north every year. He's been doing it since he was 16. Yep. Um, first time I ever went hunting, Russell took me rifle hunting. That was the first hunt I ever went on in my life. And the first hunt I ever went on in my life, I watched him kill a deer. So, I mean, it, you know, I was rifle hunting is what started this for me. So, I'll never shake a stick at getting the boom stick out. So, so let's uh, go find that deer. Go, good luck to everybody the rest of the year. Um, and you know, keep grinding. We are seeing lots of good deer going down. Yeah. Yep. Anybody got anything else? Good luck to everybody. Oh yeah. Good luck this weekend. Stay safe. Yep. We're gonna have some fun. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll see y'all. Bye.